Well, it was very difficult to get back here to you know answer the second part of your question. It's you know running the gauntlet of a nine-game Pac-12 schedule is, is not easy, and, and of course we started out you know far from the ideal situation, losing that first one where we had to run the table the rest of the way, and so it was a long, hard road. But our guys uh, persevered and, and continued to work and continued to stay focused and, and continued to just attack them one at a time, and that's that's really the only way you can do it. Well, I think guys that are going right down to the wire that have those two particular schools in mind, and, and that's what they've narrowed it down to. It could have a, a bearing, but I think there's other things that probably supersede that. The opportunity to play early, that's a big deal now with you know, with uh, recruits is, is early playing time. So what's the roster look like on you know on both those teams as far as my opportunity and uh, also uh, you know location and, and that type of thing. So I, I would say it's a factor. Is it the biggest factor? Maybe in a few of the kids' minds, but mostly I would say not the not the most important thing in that for that decision. Kyle Whittingham addressing the media earlier in the week. Talked about how this game can affect recruiting, how this season can affect recruiting. Um, And I got a sneaking suspicion if you're a kid looking at the University of Utah, you like what you see right now. And I got to imagine there'll be an uptick on recruiting based on this season. Maybe not necessarily this game, but if they are able to win this game, go to the Rose Bowl or maybe even the college football playoff, then I got to imagine you rock it to the top of a lot of lists out there. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this, Frank, with the college football playoff rankings coming out and Utah sitting squarely at number five. If LSU beats Georgia, which I think we all anticipate is going to happen, your prediction, and even if Oklahoma beats Baylor, if Utah wins, are they in? Yeah. I think they are. Utah has to, the first thing's first. I mean, Utah has to win. So, yes, that's number <laughs> let, one. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Utah has to win. And. And then LSU Georgia is the is the key, I think, to the whole thing. So LSU comes out on top, even more so than Utah's uh, the, in. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's your order of of importance. Number one, you win. Yeah. Number two, LSU, LSU wins. wins, and then number three, Baylor. But you don't need that necessarily to happen. I don't think you need that. I think the I think the committee has set themselves up so that so that they could make a difficult decision if they wanted to. I think they've already made the decision. I mean, you, I kind of feel that way too, yeah. but I just you just never know with a with a when do they go into, name like Oklahoma. Do, when do they go into like deliberation or whatever? I think they'll do it. They'll start on if it's anything like the basketball committee, uh they're they're holding meetings all throughout the conference tournament. So I imagine they'll probably get together on uh probably probably today, honestly. They're probably all in the same hotel. They'll meet tonight and then uh, and then meet tomorrow after the Utah Oregon game. And then on Saturday, they'll be probably sitting in a conference room watching games all day. Yeah. And then Sunday, yeah. make the final deliberations. Yeah, that's. I would see it going like that too. And George, of course, Georgia beating LSU is. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, if Georgia beats LSU, then then that's it. Four Rose Bowl, off you go. That's what I was going to ask you guys. What do you think the chances are? of Georgia beating LSU. I get so I get tunnel vision with Utah football yeah. and BYU football and sometimes I don't have the national perspective I should. But. Georgia's defense is really really good. Really good. And and uh LSU's offense has been high powered, it's been great. I don't think they faced a defense like they're going to face on against Georgia. And I think there's a I think there's a good chance. Yeah, that, I think that Georgia could beat LSU. I I'd, I'd put it at 35 40%. Yeah. Yeah. I think LSU comes out on top in that one, figures out a way to win that game. I wouldn't be shocked to see Georgia win that game, though. It wouldn't be like 
some of the games, like and it might know, be Col- Colorado beating Washington. And frankly, it might be an SEC wink wink kind of thing where it's like, hey, you know, we'll get two in. Help if you, us out here. Oh, it's a lot of money. Two. How much money does that mean for the conference? That's what we should be looking yeah, at. It's because, <clears throat> yeah, it's a ton. To have two teams in the college football playoff, what kind of money does that mean for the conference? Happened it's, before. Everybody hey, in the SEC is going to be cheering like crazy for Georgia. Do you think Go Tigers would – would drop a game for the benefit of the conference? Well, it's a benefit for them, too. I mean, you're still getting into the playoff regardless. It doesn't matter what they Go want. Tigers. It matters what the officials call. <laughs> that's that's who could dictate it. Is it, is it an SEC officiating crew? Hey, I, I would assume so. I want to I throw be funny, this at like, you. And the officiating crew today from at the, the SEC championship from the Big Ten. <laughs> They should have a Pac-12 crew a Pac-12 in there because oh guess who would win? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Their commissioner's the back judge. So uh, uh, let me throw the this at you. commissioner's the back judge. <laughs> Holding. What are you talking about? It, it yeah. happened. I saw, I saw it. saw that. Oh, man. Uh, so, Frank, Scotty and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, and I want to get your thoughts on it. When this selection committee meets and they're talking about keeping Utah out, if, if – Everything happens that we said happens, and Oklahoma wins. and Oklahoma wins, and LSU beats LSU Georgia. Win. Utah wins. Do you, think the Pac, do you think that this selection committee will sit around and be like, can we really keep the Pac-12 out for four of the six years? Yes. I think they would have no problem with that. I think they would have no issue with that whatsoever. If they truly felt like Oklahoma was a better team. They could just go, just go across the schedules. Just go across the schedules. I mean, if I – Utah should be in. That's my my feeling on it. If I if if, if you're looking for excuses, a committee member, member look at the schedules okay. and look at look but, at but strength I, I, of schedule and victories over top twenty five. I will teams. tell you though, if you're looking at schedule and you look at Oklahoma's final two week finish, if they they beat a twenty one rank Oklahoma State team and what is Baylor now nine, ten, it, isn't it ten? Maybe nine. Baylor's nine or ten. I know they're higher than Oregon, so they're going to look at it and say, well, they. Yeah, they polished off. That's what I mean. Two ranked teams to finish this that, season. That's what I mean. And Utah finished off with Colorado and a and a lower ranked Oregon team. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. Does, it, is it recency bias? Like, well, we just saw them beat two ranked teams. Yep. Like I, I still worry about Oklahoma. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm worried oh, I think about you, Oklahoma. And if Utah, sure. if Utah squeaks out a you know three point victory, and Baylor and, seven, and Oklahoma demolishes Baylor by you know twenty one. Then I think that's that's certainly a concern. But I think if both teams win by ten, yeah. Utah's in because you know you already saw some of the, uh, and I forget the name of the uh, the Oregon AD who's who's the uh, chairman of the thing, but he's yeah. already, I mean he's already laying out the groundwork for Utah, saying, well we went and we know that they didn't have Zach Moss against USC. I mean he's giving out all the excuses. And I, when I say excuses, yeah. you, you know what I mean. Sure. Their reasoning, I guess I should say, as to why they have Utah still out of Oklahoma. They've looked at that USC game. They knew Moss missed a big chunk of it. And they're like, and we feel like this team, based on their score differential and how they've dominated teams throughout their course of the Pac-12, is the better team right now. It's a good point. Like, if, if they do give the nod to Oklahoma, how are they going to make the argument that – well, we had them six and below Utah. Both of them won, even if they both won in similar fashion. Sim- but, that's but the, that's we the just key. decided to slip them in front of Utah. I could see it going something like you know, LSU wins, Utah wins 45 to 10. 
Oklahoma wins 28-21. to 21. Utah's Utah. in. Yep. LSU wins. Utah wins 17-14. to 14. Oklahoma wins 45-10. to 10. Then Oklahoma. You got, then you got a problem. Yeah. So, man, it really it, – it, I do think that outcome – and I'm not talking about wins and losses. I'm talking about the way a game is played and won could – have yeah, major good. and I don't know and I don't know if, like Kyle says he's not style points guy but if you've got your uh, you got your foot on the throat on on Oregon you might need to put the keep the pedal down you don't like because you know that Oklahoma's gonna you know that Oklahoma's gonna if they can't if they have that opportunity if they Lincoln, have the opportunity Lincoln Riley's gonna yeah yeah Lincoln Riley's looking for his third Heisman Trophy winner Lincoln Riley's looking for an NFL job no he's not is he gonna be you think he is uh yeah yeah, why wouldn't he? Well, because some like Urban Meyer's not a head coach in the NFL. I don't think Urban Meyer's stuff works in the NFL. Maybe you, you don't think Lincoln Riley? I don't know. Sometimes it just doesn't translate that well. Yeah, the oh la- no, I know there's a. But if you can go get that money, <sighs> the last time there may Dallas. not be a, there may not be a huge differential of Oklahoma money and NFL money. Might have to take a pay cut. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they used to say about Larry Johnson. Remember Larry Johnson UNLV. at UNLV? Yeah. <laughs> Took a pay cut to go in the NBA. <laughs> Greg Anthony. <laughs> the last time Oklahoma saw Baylor, a few weeks back, they beat him 34-31. Three-point game. It was a dogfight. Jalen Hurts threw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. It was a dogfight. Um, Jalen Hurts was your leading rusher. 27 carries for 114 yards. Here's the other thing to consider nationally. Is is Jalen Hurts the dual threat Heisman Trophy candidate more compelling than a stifling Utah defense and led by Zach Moss and Tyler Huntley on the offensive side? Which is the more compelling national scenario? Ooh. Say that again, Frank. What was the question you asked? What is more compelling nationally? Jalen Hurts, the dual threat Heisman Trophy candidate, who was dismissed by Nick Saban and Alabama only to put his next team in position for a spot in the college football playoff, or the stifling Utah defense and an offense led by Zach Moss and Tyler Huntley. What's what do I personally feel, or what do I think the nation is going to look at? The the nation wants Jalen Hurts. That's what I think, too. Yep, I agree. But, you know, one thing about this committee is that they have uh, they keep saying over and over, we're not here to create great matchups or <laughs> or great or, you know, great storylines, I guess I should yeah. say. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're here for to get the four best teams. Yeah. And if you believe them, then then uh, hopefully they stick with uh, with Utah. All right. Ninety seven five twelve eight of the zone. Emily's with us once again. Uh, Emily from homie as we are out and about today and we'd love for you to come by. We'll be here for about another half hour or so. Uh, stop by here in South Jordan, 2444 Canterwood Drive 
here in South Jordan. You stop by and say hi. we got a bunch of jazz gear up for grabs as well as some free Stars tickets. But more importantly, we just want people to save money. And look, you know, we talk about buying and selling a home right now, but a lot of people can refinance. They still have some rates where they can do that. Yeah, yeah. Rates are still really good where people can just go online to homie.com, go under our loan section and ask about a refinance. Um, We'll save you a ton Mm -hmm. of money there too because we don't charge the regular fees that mortgage companies would for a refinance or a loan. So we can how, help how are our rates right now, our refinance rates? Um, so I'm on our real estate side, so I can't talk about the actual rates, okay. but they are really, really good. Um, I do know we can beat any rate just because of our lower fees. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the rates are the same no matter like what, as far as the APR, it's mm-hmm. the same everywhere. Um, but our fees are what makes the overall rate Great. better. So. And again, $1,500. To sell a home. Yeah, it's flat ridiculous. fee, flat listing fee, $1,500. It's almost like we're just giving it away. It we're is. It's like, here, we're going to help you with all this stuff, and you just give us $1,500. That's almost nothing compared to, like we said, $20,000 for this home is what they would have paid with 3% commissions to their listing agent. People need to understand, too, that this goes on the MLS. That, that Homey yeah. does everything that a registered agent will mm-hmm. do. Yep. Everything. Yeah, we are licensed realtors. We've just decided to charge a lower fee because we want people to save money. We want to revolutionize the industry. A couple, uh, what was about three months ago, I gave you the closing documents on yeah. the house I sold a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, you said I got a killer deal. You, but, you did. I was surprised. You got a killer deal. You could have still saved money. And and I, so I'm like, okay, well, then that means homie could have saved me maybe two, 3000 You still said the number you homie would have saved was $9,000. Yeah. Still, even with a really good deal. So even if you feel yeah. like your neighbor or your buddy or your mom's roommates, uncles, <laughs> nephews, whoever is like, oh, I'm going to give you a screaming deal. And even if you do get a screaming deal, it's not $1,500. There's no way. No, there's no way. I mean, it is sad that a traditional agent out there, they couldn't work for $1,500. But we hire a ton of agents at Homey that because we have the volume, we pay them better than they would out in the wild. I love it. It's great. Go to <laughs> so Homey. work for us, too. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Go to Homey.com. That's H-O-M-I-E.com. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Slow Mojo. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. When you're driving in the car and you're just going home and you're thinking about, we could just change one thing. It would start making things better. What does your brain go to right away? I think a few of those key components that we've always usually been pretty good at is just lacking a little bit. Obviously, that's resulting in the way we're playing. How much of it is it mental versus physical? Definitely a bit of both. You've got to get to the next play. I think we've struggled with that. We haven't got to the next play and it's kind of snowballed into three or four, five, six possessions instead of being one and I was getting a great shot or getting a stop defensively and fix it and turn it around as soon as possible and instead of it snowballing like it kind of has. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ninety seven five, twelve eighty the zone and the zone sports network. Hans Olson, Scott Gerard, Frank Dolce. It's your uh, Pac twelve championship game preview show. Utes uh, lost last year to Washington in a uh, in a game that uh, well frankly wasn't a particularly great game. I think the only touchdown scored in that was the uh, 
COC Mariner yeah. ball gets tipped up and uh, taken back for a score. <laughs> Wasn't that crazy? Um, with that game coming up this year, uh, it is supposed to be rainy and nasty down in uh, Santa Clara. Does that favor Utah in this game? I got to think so. Yeah, I think I think bad weather generally favors the ground game and the defense and and defensive yeah defensive football and it's so so rain a little wind I think all of those things are probably helpful for Utah and the way that Utah manages their passing game because it's not necessarily I mean they do they have thrown the ball downfield but it's a, a lot more of of high percentage throws getting Tyler Huntley the ability the opportunity to be successful in the passing game and he's made great reads and in and, and great plays in the in the throwing game so yeah I think a little bad weather benefits Utah so we hope for a little hope for little, bad weather rain and snow yeah you know rain. just looking at all aspects of this Oregon team and I think it was against Oregon State um, I'm just trying to find this again. If you go to 1280thezone.com, you can find all the different video breakdowns that I did of the Oregon-Oregon State game, Oregon-Washington, and Oregon-Arizona State. So I talked about this. So Oregon had a seven-point lead with a minute 20 left against Oregon State. Yep. Seven of those points come right here off of a kick return for a touchdown. Wow. So Oregon, that that dude's got some speed. Yeah. So Oregon realistically put up ten points offensively against that Oregon State defense, which is not against that Oregon State defense, which is not predominantly known to be a particularly good defense. Now this guy and kick returning is a problem, and Utah's special team hasn't been particularly good this year. Exactly. So what I said in this video was. How Oregon stays in this game, a couple of things. Number one, they stay in it with their special teams. If there's a big special teams play and they've got that capability. Number two, if for some reason Tyler Huntley drops his head like he did in the first quarter Mm -hmm. of that Colorado game or gets overconfident with his throwing ability and throws a couple of picks Mm -hmm. or puts the ball on the ground for one reason or the other. These are are really the only ways. And and I loved how you asked just – if they just match up base, base against base, Utah versus Oregon, base, player on player, nothing flashy, what happens? Utah's position groups are more powerful, better coached, and more skilled, by and large, in, in every category. So they, they can match it up. They just can't play stupid football. Yeah. You can't lose Tyler Huntley. Herbert has been lost the last two weeks. I don't know where he's gone, but Oregon's quarterback is just... He's a cadet out there. Wouldn't you agree? Like a duckling? A what? You're so proud of yourself. Wow. He's not a full-grown duck. He's a duckling. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Is this based off that text Lloyd sent us? By the way, Oregon State, <laughs> you, keep rack- you keep railing on Oregon State. Oregon State is number 10 in the Pac-12 in rush defense. (laughs) (laughs) They're number number 8 in the Pac-12 in pass defense. And they're they're number 9 in total defense in the Pac-12. I like, yeah, like they're number 10 in the Pac-12. Are they really? They're bad. 
They're garbage. Yeah, they didn't play so well this year. But but on on defensively, on, yeah. But on another, I mean, or I don't. I didn't think Oregon State was going to win a game this year. No, and and I thought they did a pretty good job up there. So. Oh, you you were talking to Oregon State. Yes. Okay. okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 I was like, you were wait saying, a second, because they're because number ten in the country. Because you were making the point that yeah. Oregon struggled against this Oregon State yes, defense. Yes, correct. Right. And I was just making the other point that Oregon State defensively wasn't very good. They, they did, and the weather was great. I mean, yeah. I'm just <clears throat> looking at the video, you know, there was yeah. nothing inclement about that that's nothing yeah. epic yeah i i <laughs> this i think i'm the one throwing grenades <laughs> what? this oregon team is dangerous they they've shown signs this year of developing a, a nice running game i don't know that they're so committed to it which is interesting when you have a great quarterback sometimes teams forget about the the run game i think oregon could be more reliant maybe should have been more reliant on the run game at times this year. They have a very good quarterback. I mean, Herbert has has not performed up to standard the last couple of weeks. I think you're right, Hans. Um, but that's a guy, he's dangerous. You just, you know, you don't want him to get any sort of comfort level. And all year long, if you look at the numbers, all year long, Oregon defensively has been at the top or very near the top in every defensive category. If you look at Utah and Oregon right now, they're one and two almost across the board on the defensive side. Yeah. And so that's something. Here's the other thing. Oregon is number one in turnover margin this year. Utah's number three. That's you know, p- pretty darn good. But Oregon is number one. So the turnover margin is a is always mm-hmm. in a, a stat that you have to look at in, in games like this. It's a very, very tight matchup, especially on paper. Okay, you, I'm just looking at this video here. You need to go on the air with what you just labeled that video as. You labeled this video as Utah will score 38 oh. points or more on this Oregon defense. Yeah, and I and wow, that's and a, that's 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 saying something there. So people are going to be. I think people are going to be like, well, the weather, the weather, the weather. Well, the weather is going to affect them. But I would probably say you could score 45. I think that they. This could is score, one of the better defenses in the country. But it's weird because they they lose their way. Like they'll play some great they'll play some great run stop D. But like for instance, I'll come up I mean, here. This to is this. one of the best red zone defenses in the country. Yeah, that is allowing That's touchdowns correct. in the red zone. That's true. Okay, so look at this. What they're susceptible to, and I saw it a few times against Arizona State, is the deep ball. And, you know, they're, they're rushing three, and they tend to rush three. They'll, they'll get a fourth rusher involved. They will come late on a delayed outside blitz every now and then. But what they're susceptible to is the deep ball. They get lost in coverage. And, and in the three games that I broke down, I saw multiple blowing coverages. That, that video I was just showing you against Oregon State where yeah. the offensive lineman blew up that outside linebacker. Yep. That was a fourth and three, Scotty. Oh, geez. That was a fourth down and three, and the corner and the outside linebacker ran into each other on a fourth and three, and the out the wideout was just outside, just standing there, like, oh, just throw it to me, and he flicked it over to him for a first down on a fourth and three, and then Oregon State went in and scored on that drive. But what I've seen multiple times in my film review is uh, blowing deep coverages. And Arizona State stayed in this game with a couple of deep balls and then eventually got the win against Oregon with some of these deep balls. I, I think that Utah has the ability to, to score 38 points. The weather might keep it more at 32 
or 34. Yeah. But but you're saying well over 30 points. In good weather, I think they could score 45. But in bad weather, it's still over 30. Over 30. Utah's only scored under 30 points twice this year. How many, uh, I don't know if you have it, how many, how many times did Oregon allow a team to score 30 points? Three times. Against who? Washington, Washington State, and Arizona State. See, Arizona State was the, the game that I spent the most yeah. time on. I think I've got six videos or seven videos of that Arizona State game. I like this one. Oregon, Oregon's defense missed more tackles than I did study halls. Well, I was trying to have some fun. with. I was getting bored of film review. I don't know how coaches do this, man. Like, I, I do it, and, and I can enjoy it, and I, I'll kick it on for different pay scale, maybe. a couple of hours. And do the, <laughs> I'll much. just be like, eh. <laughs> The guy's looking to buy a house in Florence. Hey, hey, Oregon, <laughs> not Italy. You're buying a house in Florence, Italy? No. Going well, a summer home. <laughs> oh, right. Stop it. A chateau. No, as an Airbnb. <laughs> it's not a chateau. Six. Six bedroom, five bath, <laughs> three car garage, and a stable. It's just guys. a little place. We like to go. I did miss a few study halls, but Oregon missed a lot of tackles. So, I, and this is the way I deduced it. I, I think that Utah is a great tackle breaking machine. Yeah, I think that Ludwig has some wrinkles, but it doesn't need many wrinkles. And I think that Oregon. They've, they've instead of peaking at the end of the season. I feel like their spirits were broke after that Arizona State loss, because against Oregon State they looked uninspired, not disinterested. Yeah. And, and I don't know if all of a sudden they reorganized themselves and they're like, oh, the Pac-12 championship game. Well, we could still get to the Rose Bowl. Well, they get to the Rose Bowl regardless. If if they if they win this game, they're going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. If they lose this game, there's a good chance they're, they're going to the Rose. Bowl. They're going to the Rose yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. So, I I'm trying to figure out like what how how helpful is it that Utah played in the championship game last year? I was going to ask that. How helpful is it that? It should be Utah? very. I would think so. All especially these guys the and especially dealing with uh, a, you know one less day to prepare too. Yeah, you've got a travel day. You've got one less day to prepare. It's a, you know a Saturday to a Friday. I mean that. I think getting that experience of going through that under your belt and knowing how to prepare for it better going into this one, dealing with the stadium, everything else that's involved with it. I got to think that's got to be a help. I don't know. I don't know Cristobal's assistant staff as, as obviously as well as I know Utah's assistant staff, but when I take guys like Jim Harding and Andy Ludwig into account, and then on the defensive side of the ball, you start with Whittingham, but then you look at some of the development of guys like Lewis Powell, Colton Swan, and Morgan Scally, along with some of the additions of Sione Pua and, of course, Shreve Shaw, it's just – it's a staff that's primed and ready. They, they saw it all last year. You're right, Scotty. This is same venue. Yep. Now, uh, weather's going to be different, but it's same venue. And the guys that decided to forego potential NFL drafts mm-hmm. and come back, mm-hmm. they didn't come back with the idea of, well, let's get there again and let's hope. 
you know, they came back with the idea. Fing- let's, fingers crossed. Let's get there. They're, they're all laser focused. They, they have achieved what they came back for, and that's to get back to a championship and, and have a shot at a Rose Bowl. And the icing on top of everything is they still have a shot at the college football yeah. playoff. All right, final break coming up. We'll uh, wrap things up, get our final score predictions, and uh, get you ready for the big show next, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. The big, show. the big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? If they're going off brands, Utah's in deep trouble. And they've set it up perfectly to have Utah get jumped in a very uncontroversial way. If they would have jumped Utah this week, the playoff committee would have a real mess on their hands because it'd be even more controversial than it is now, and it would take away from the big TV show that's coming next week. But see, that's working because I have talked to a few Utah fans who have said, well, if the committee were really biased, then they would have had Oklahoma jump Utah already. They don't have the top 10 win yet. That's the key. That's the excuse they'll use. It's set up to happen. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Let's go. 97.5, 12.80 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I turned off his... I turned off his... uh, Headset. Probably for the best. So you couldn't hear. All right. Uh, Final scores. Game coming up tomorrow. Utah and Oregon Pac-12 Championship game. A win may very well send Utah to the Pac-12 Championship game. Final score hands will be... 38-20. Utah. Utah. Okay. Don't forget the most interesting and engaging and insightful and entertaining pregame show in the market starts tomorrow at 5 Five o'clock. Yeah. Live from Eagle Mountain. Live from Eagle Mountain. The final score will be Utah 35, the Oregon Ducks 17. I'm on board with the 17. I'm going to go 28-17. For Utah? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. in the break, you were making Okay. Is is 28-17 enough? It depends. To raise the eyebrows. Yes. It just depends. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they win by double digits, yeah, that's enough. Baylor can – Oklahoma can beat Baylor by 30. But if Utah gets a double-digit victory, and it's one of those games where it feels like Utah's in control the whole way. Because, you know, you have those games where, you know, it just feels like, okay, it may be a one-possession game, but there's no way they're going to win this game. I I have seen weather uh, that has changed the perception of a game. It's just made it look ugly. Yeah. You know, drive stall out. There's turnovers. There's just the weather's just made it. Not a fun game to watch. By the way. I I hope that that doesn't happen. Because everybody's tuning into this game. This may be historically Kyle Whittingham's best team. But one thing that they are not great in, and it's something that's weird because usually they're great in special teams, they're not great in special teams this year. Don't put it in those hands. And don't, you know. (laughs) No. Yeah, I don't think you want it to come down to that. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, let's say you're at your own 10-yard line and your kid shanks a punt. 
you know, 20 yards downfield and, and yeah. Oregon starts at their own, at your 30 yard line, stuff like that. Yeah. You can't have that. <clears throat> no, no, no. Th- those are the things that Utah hasn't had to face this year. That, and the same thing, I've said this the past several weeks. The way Utah, if Utah doesn't come out on top in this one, it's because turnovers, penalties, critical mistakes, missed tackles, things that they just haven't done throughout the football season. Outside of one game. Can you please move that off your screen? I'm going to stick. That little dog's asleep, and he, he oh. doesn't know what's happening. We're sorry for that. He's super when, sad. When, I don't know what happens when Hans does baby puppy. Oh, puppy. it happens every time. <laughs> we walked in here. There's two dogs, and so Hans weird. immediately went into like, oh, my big little man, come over here. <laughs> Emily, you're on board with this. I love, I love your puppy voice, so keep at it. I'm like here dogs. for it. It's Why can't cute. I use puppy voice when I'm talking to dogs, man? Fine. When they, you're talking they, to dogs. They <laughs> sense the flow of your voice. Mm-hmm. So when you talk sweet to them, they know that they're loved. I but love when you it. talk gruff, they're like, oh, crap. You're the one that told me, like, when they make a mistake, you like, whack them around. Well, <gasps> I don't whack them. Don't say that. <laughs> don't worry, Emily. Don't take anything he says. No, he's serious right now. Yeah, he said Scotty. that to me, too. When I'm potty training, I am very serious with them gruff because is that a mcgruff is that (laughs) yeah (laughs) the crime dog (laughs) i'm very mcgruff with them okay if they're going to piddle on my floor they are going to hear it from big papa hands what happened to the what happened to the preview show (laughs) (laughs) it's homie time frank oh okay Uh, all right all right that concludes your preview show (laughs) preview show's over all right so the good folks here at homie helping sell the home we're sitting in right now and so many others across the wasatch front and all you have to do if you want to sell buy insurance title loan all under one umbrella go to Mm -hmm. homie.com yeah, just visit homie.com. If you're going to list, you can use the code HANS, H-A-N-S, to get your $199 off your listing fee and pay $0 up front. I love it. Yeah, me too. Let's do it. Go to homie.com. And again, buy, sell, whatever you need. Uh, you got to check out the website, homie.com. Thanks for letting us hang out here today. Thank you. It's been super fun. Right. And I want somebody to buy this house, and you can buy it and say, there was a point where Hans and Scotty were right here in my front room. <laughs> I'm afraid they may have to knock the price down a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. 97.5. Uh, they'll, they'll get it back when they say, and Frank Dolce. Oh, that's oh, true. That's oh, classy wow. up the joint, huh? Uh-huh. This is the go. Zone Sports Network.